These are the funniest people I know. These are the funniest people I know. Said improv ripping, callers and sketches, characters and interviews, and then some more sketches. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest people I know. Hello, world. Welcome to the funniest people I know. I'm George Kaloris, and with me today are my favorite funny co-hosts, Alexandria Sweat. What's up, George? And Abigail Williams. Hey, everybody. Welcome back, Abigail. Thank you. Glad to be back. How was your job? It was like work. <laughs> Not as fun as being around here. Okay. Successful, though? You got away with it? I am so rich now. I'm coming mm-hmm. back better for it. Abigail, now that you're rich, can I write you a letter and ask for <laughs> I'll tell you that just my, you can my ask share. me for the percentage <laughs> of my paycheck that I asked Jeff Bezos for his like, okay. or of my okay. fortune. Has Jeff Bezos written you back from that email you sent him asking him for a million dollars? Oddly, he has not. So I'm going to follow up again later on this week just to make sure that it didn't get lost in all the emails mm-hmm. that he gets. And I need to add my Venmo name to that. Oh, Probably yeah. my home yes. address as well. Yes. I think I left too many steps for him to take. He doesn't have to communicate back. I just need him to wire the money. Yeah, well, I'm sure he's not being Honestly, rude yeah. and ignoring you. Absolutely not. I mean, Must have just gotten lost in the shuffle. Actually inconceivable that he's not going to message me back. So, yeah, I'll follow up. All right. Each week we kick off the episode with a round of what's making you laugh. We're going to share a story and then pick one to dive into. Abigail, what's making you laugh this week? This week I am laughing at a ludicrous lawsuit. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Alex, how about you? What are you laughing at? (laughs) This week I'm laughing at a story about swelling testicles. Ew. Oh, I am also laughing at the story of the swollen testicles. That's some funny stuff. Wow. I always miss the news. I'm just so busy working. I just don't know. <laughs> Becoming rich so that I can write this email to you. Yes. Yeah, when you're this rich, you just don't pay attention to the news <laughs> about swollen testicles. Oh, my God. Well, then we got to dive in. All right. Okay. George, did you hear about all this hoopla involving our girl, Nicki Minaj? Oh, did I ever? <laughs> that was what I spent the other night doing, was following that whole chaos of Nicki Minaj. Abigail, let me get you up to speed. You know we love some celebrity BS, and this just was full of laughter from top to bottom. Nicki Minaj wasn't able to attend the VMAs and the Met Gala this year. Oh, why not? Well, she tweeted it, and in these series of tweets, she told to us that currently she is not vaccinated, and she's still doing research about the vaccination and wants to learn more things. From her fully vaccinated seat. <laughs> she goes on to talk about how she did end up contracting the virus and how she was sad because she wasn't able to hug her son, who apparently doesn't have nannies. Nicki Minaj is a hands-on mother. She continues to talk about things and just says, you doing my research, yada, yada, yada. But then she proceeds to say one of the things that has her concerned (laughs) is that she has a cousin in Trinidad who said that they won't get the vaccine because his friend got it and became impotent. 
<gasps> and his testicles became swollen. Oh my. And upon receiving the news of his testicles being swollen and him becoming impotent, his fiance, who he was supposed to wed, dumped him. No. And they are no longer getting married. <laughs> oh, uh, there my. was a lot of fallout in the news and with other media people. Fauci had, had to come out and be like, that's not a thing. Did yeah, Fauci actually was... respond? Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend got an STD, and now Fauci right. has to go on TV <laughs> and be like, oh, <laughs> coronavirus vaccine does not cause swollen testicles and ruined relationships. The prime minister of Trinidad had to speak out. <laughs> Nicki Minaj, you do all the research you need to. That is not what research is she doing. Is she running Listen. a double blind test? Okay, let me say this. In Nicki Minaj's defense, we are the test. And so for all we know, he's one in a million. One in a billion. That is sweet. But baby girl, cousin friend got a STD. Yeah. <laughs> cousin friend's got the clap or something. Wow. You guys are so harsh. I'm never telling you about any of my crap. You guys are terrible. Don't tell me about anything that happened to your this cousin's friend. I'll call him out. Poor man. Right. Alone and loveless. And now the whole world hates him. Because he want to be nasty. And now he trying to blame it on the vaccine. The vaccine got enough on it. They don't need anyone no. using Poor yeah, Nicki Minaj is having to run clinical trials out of the CDC in her backyard. Oh, my goodness. Doing her own research. I'm sure she doesn't mean Googling because that don't take that long to Google. I feel like people who are, quote, still doing their research are undecided voters on November 1st. It's like, figure <laughs> your out you have oh my gosh you are so hard to make there a are plenty decision of people who have solid reasons for not I, wanting to get that's vaccinated. fine having a reason not to is perfectly acceptable it's too late now to not having decided what? I do. That's not I, a thing. You don't get to time cap it. I'm time capping it. Labor Day. It was on Labor Day. Labor Day. Yeah, you can't wear white Day. and you, you need to decide nuts. if you're getting the vaccine or not. I wear white all year. Do you? I don't know why I'm flabbergasted. You guys just keep going on and not enjoying the color white for half of the year, but I ain't doing that. <laughs> Nikki said she may get vaccinated. She's not against getting the vaccine. She's considering it for a tour, and she has to tour coming up soon, but she just wants to research it. But this cousin, dag on it, take care of your testicles, and stop blaming your STDs on vaccine. Can I just say one last thing about this? Nikki, to help you feel better, if you don't have testicles, this may not be a problem for you. <laughs> <laughs> that fact. Thank you, Abigail. This week I am hosting our game, and therefore we're going to play my favorite new game, 7-Up. Oh, good throwback. 7-Up is where we rank seven random things, people, life experiences from best to worst. This week I have gone with some of the worst things I could think of. We're going to rank these from best to worst. That means the one on the top is going to be the one you would most like to have happen, and the one at the bottom is the worst thing imaginable. Okay, great. First up, finding out your husband has a secret other family. Ooh, that's going to be a hard seven for me. I want to say say yes with Abigail, but I'm nervous about where this is about to go. I would agree. I think that that one should be close to the bottom. Next, 
discovering a roach in your mouth after the last bite of your quesadilla. In your mouth? Oh, in your mouth. That may be seven. That right. may be seven. That is a medical emergency. Uh. <laughs> Crunch, I feel the crawl. I, I'm disgusted. Like I'm about to vomit. I was. Oof. That is worse than finding out your husband has a secret other family. That's right. At least I can disown them. <laughs> Never like, unleash that roach. roach back. Yeah, you can't unleash <laughs> right. that, and you could die from that. You got to have your health. You know? Let's keep going. A bee sting to the face. Mm. That would really hurt. But I could say I that feel- that's like a three right now, based on the other stuff we're dealing with. Yeah, it's it's not as bad as a roach in the mouth. I will take side family I'm before roach out. in the mouth. I'm actively passing out. Um, yeah, I'll just be fanning herself. I'm literally uh, um, so stressed and out. And beasting before all of those. Okay. These are all awful, but yeah. Sharding yourself at a cocktail party. <gasps> oh my god! Oh no! I actually think the bee sting would be worse because bee stings hurt for a long time. And if you're allergic, <laughs> humiliation hurts for a long time. Too. That's true. It but at least does. with that, maybe I'm not in the middle of the floor. Maybe I'm just a wallflower and it happens. And I just excuse myself and I tell people I was dying. And then they feel sorry for me. What's the situation? Is it yeah. what, at the dinner table? I'm imagining you mingling with cocktails and like, oh, anyway, so my mom. And then it happens. And then you're like, I have to leave. I would start laughing and crying. And I would say, I'm having a medical emergency. And I would leave. You know what? You might be able to catch it in your cheek before things oh, get God. too crazy. Oh, my God. Oh, oh no. Like- y'all have skirts. At least men have pants to hide it for a second. I wear jumpsuits a lot. So <laughs> I- Me and Alex <laughs> would run as fast as we needed I'm telling to, you, to get out. I'm holding my cheek. I feel like I have more control in the shark situation. So I'm going to say. Maybe beasting at four, sharding at three. Yeah. Yeah, it's we got to see what the other things are. I would definitely rather get stung in the face by a bee than shart myself in public. It just but, hurts. It just really hurts. These it's things are annoying. Yeah, like, they are, they are intense. <laughs> Next. Having a public meltdown recorded and then go viral on Twitter. That would be the worst thing that could happen to me. That would be the best. That's career-made. <laughs> what do you mean, Mm-mm. Abigail? Girl, this is where, that's... if you're into the Enneagram, this is where my number really shows. Public humiliation. Sharding is one thing because I can write it off as a medical emergency, but showing my <laughs> bad side as a person publicly is the worst thing that could happen to me. Losing oh my respect no, from my I... peers. This is my number one. I have to turn this into my redemption moment. I'm seeing interviews coming out of this. I really see this as a moment to make the most out of. Remember Gorilla Glue Woman? Mm-hmm. You don't want to be Gorilla Glue Woman. That's <laughs> all you will ever be to them, Alex. You know what's going to happen? They'll say, oh, we love Alexandria Sweat for this top role in the nation's next Hollywood hit. Oh, wait, isn't that Gorilla Glue Woman? Yeah. That's not going to sell. I'd get a book out of it. You never leave it. You're always the viral video. You never go from Gorilla Glue Woman to Scarlett Johansson. Right. Once you're Scarlett Johansson, you can do that because you'll still have who you are. 
in the public's yeah, eye yeah. to fall back on. Reese Witherspoon, when she had her meltdown, and it was embarrassing, we made it through that. But I think if she'd had it before she was famous, she'd always been known as that drunk driving lady. I hear you guys, but my self-published book is going to be amazing. Okay, okay. I'm just saying. So what do we do with that? It's so, on the exact opposite. I think we're going to have to split I know. It. We're going to have a public meltdown recorded and going viral at the top for Alex and at the bottom for Abigail. <laughs> That's where we are. I don't think there's a reconciliation there. There is no. All right. So we got two more to throw in here. Okay. Accidentally hitting an adorable puppy with your car. Oh. You know what? That really sucks. But losing my family, roach in the mouth, sharding in public, <laughs> and publicly humiliating myself, I'm kind of like, that really sucked. But it was an accident. Killing the puppy is at the top of your list. We said hit. Does the puppy survive? I don't know, because it might be worse if they survive and then they're in pain, because then I'm going to have to kill it right away. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot stand to see it suffering. Okay, I'll put the bee sting above that. I'd rather get stung in the face by a bee than hit a puppy, I think. Is shark still above bee sting? Yeah. So it's shark, bee sting, killing a puppy? I think sharding is worse to me. I don't know how to order this. This is too hard. This is challenging, George. Losing your family versus having killing a puppy on your conscience. This is the existential crisis that I'm. Yeah, but um, Alex, it's an accident. Foreseeing. It is an accident. It's not. I like mean, I until Abigail gets a handgun. Okay. But like, but I stand by my decision. I stand by my. But like, oh my goodness, I beat myself up so much. So I'm like going to be thinking of like, was I looking at my phone? Was I did I sneeze? What caused me to accidentally hit this puppy? Let's say that it just ran out in front of you. Alex, you've hit somebody with your car. I did, though. This is true. I mean, you hit a person and moved on from that. You can do that. You can do this. All right. So we're putting Uh, sting, shart, killing a puppy in that order. Yeah. Is that right? Okay. Sure. The last one, walking in on your parents doing it. Ugh. Okay, that's, that. that's actually... <laughs> oh, I meant okay. now. Okay. Oh, the bottom oh, for me is still <laughs> public viral humiliation, and then my parents, and then my husband having another family. That's it for me. What about the roach in your mouth? Where does oh, the roach wait, in your mouth yeah. Break? Oh, gosh. Oh, that's on par with the parents thing. Really? I could totally take that. There's a part of me that would be euphoric for them. Like, get it in. Yeah. No, Alex. <laughs> no, don't say you get know? it in. Like, don't say like, that about your dad. Well, you'd rather walk in on your parents and find out that your husband has another family, right? Yeah. You would prefer to know your parents love each other than that your husband has another wife and children. <laughs> Viral's my number one thing I'd rather happen and then seeing my parents have sex and then the other things. You guys are with so the funny. Roach You're polar opposites on those two. Girl. Put the parents one wherever you want to. I've got to go to Rock Codwins. <laughs> I know how I feel in my heart, but just put it where we need to put it to land the list. All right. I'm with Alex. I think it would be maybe the number one. I would rather walk in with my parents than have any of these things happen. So we'll say... Agree to disagree. I mean, here we are. <laughs> here's our sloppy organized list. Oh my God, I'm excited. Alexandria having a public meltdown that gets videoed and then goes viral on Twitter. Humiliation is her number one. Then being stung in the face, sharding, killing a puppy, walking in on your parents doing it, finding out your spouse has another family, 
getting a roach in your mouth while eating a quesadilla, and then for Abigail having a viral meltdown. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. All right. Well, I that mean, is. Wow. I always feel so much better about life after this game. I do too, and it's, <laughs> I don't sure why, but I feel like we did something. Do we, do we put things into place? Like I feel very accomplished it, right? right now. If anybody ever comes up to me and is like, "Would you rather be stung by a bee or walking on your parents?" I can answer that question in a second. It's like we have a clearer picture of who we are when you answer. Mm, that. I, I love it. I know myself more clearly now. What I value, what I don't. It's the reflection for me. It's deep. Abigail, you're back in the hot seat for your pop culture blind spot. Alexander and I challenged you to a number of pop culture phenomena that we felt like you missed growing up, and you've been checking them out one by one. What did you watch this week? This week, I dove into the movie, the 1995 version of The Babysitter's Club. <laughs> Woo, yeah! I was not allowed to watch this growing up. I knew about the book series because my friends read it, but I was not allowed to read it. I didn't really know why that was the way. So watching this was an experience. It helped me to understand my parents a little more. Okay. Oh. First, let me give you a little summary if you're not familiar with the Babysitter's Club. So we've yeah, got, I'm not. I'm going in blind. Yeah, you're an uncultured swine like me. <laughs> we have seven young teens, and I mean early teens, almost tweens, who want to start this babysitter's club. They say that they can make about seven grand if what? they get 30 kids to sign up for their camp. That's right, seven grand. Uh-huh. This is the basic premise of this film. This is back in the 90s, folks, so we are talking top dollar. Now, yes. I need to open a babysitter club. These chicks are charging yeah. high dollars because mama over here, she never got paid that much money. And I babysat a lot. It was not lucrative <laughs> like that for me. But then these guys go on and they try to make this thing happen. They try to get their club going with all these kids. But along the way, they continue to run into a ton of obstacles. There's this coming of age-ish story between this friendship. Think like Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, but younger. Uh-huh. And, and they're, and they're business women. A lot of people. Business women. In training. One, there's a character in this movie that I hate, and everybody probably hates her, and it's Marguerite. She is oh. an absolute a-hole. She is the classic bully in the movie. Marguerite. She's me. She makes fun of people in a way okay. that, like, cut my heart. Making fun of people big- clothes. I don't like that. She was awful. She takes down their flyers when they're putting out their flyers to try to get all these people to come to their yes. club. She's awful. We also have a lot Bridget. of family problems going on. We have a father who was not present for one of the girls. Speaking of leaving a family for another one, he had done mm-hmm. that. And now he's coming back into her life. We've got divorce going on. We have this old lady neighbor who is not about this underage business revolution. Uh-huh. But one of the most remarkable, and I mean merits a remark, moments in this was that we have a love interest between a 13 yes let me say that again 13 year old baby girl and a 17 year old almost adult and this movie uh-huh. tries to normalize it oh so what yes yes so this 13, let me right. just say it 
Right. I mean, I'm like, okay, mom, thank you. This 13-year-old goes to this house, and she meets this hottie with a body 17-year-old guy. No and business. she's all, like, into him. And Look he her because she's a beautiful, sweet little thing. And they end up going to New York together because where she's from is the best place in the world. He doesn't know uh-huh. she's 13. The way uh-huh. he finds out is that they can't get into a club. Like, he's 17, but he can get right. in but she can't. And that's how he finds out she's 13. Besides the fact that a 17-year-old went to New York City alone with a 13-year-old. I was about Where to are say. these parents? Where are these right. parents? They need babysitters. Here. 100. I mean, I would not trust these children with mine. He's all pissed when he finds this out. Like, oh, I can't believe you didn't tell me. Uh, understandably. Yeah, right. At the end of the movie, he says this. I'm coming back next summer to this town. And she's like, well, that's great because I'll be 14 next summer. Okay, newsflash, he's going to be 18. Yeah, now it's a felony. Right. And then they kiss each other. I'm vomiting. I'm sorry. What's happening? Oh, my. What's this? I loved it as a child. At the end of the day, the club prevails. And they go through their hardships and their struggles and the girls stay together and their friendship circle thrives. And in a weird, twisted way, I'd still give this movie a solid B plus because it's attractive in the same way that a soap opera is or watching The Bachelor or eating Taco Bell. I'm here for it. There's some real drama here. What's going to happen? I thought that it was fun. I enjoyed the throwback to the 90s. And I know why my mom wouldn't let me watch it. Yes, I'm so glad you watched this because I was obsessed with Babysitter's Club (laughs) as a child. I had all of the books. This movie, which was the Silver Screen movie, they have an off-brand show called PBS or something in the real early 90s. It was a huge thing. When you look up the movie alone, you're getting everything under the There's a reboot on Netflix. Yes, as well as a Netflix throwback. I rewatched it today, and based on everything you said, no, like, so true. I was like, what is wrong with me? It's so funny. I'll say this. (laughs) 13-year-old Abigail would have been enthralled by the idea that a 17-year-old hottie was interested in me, but 32-year-old Abigail was like, oh, no, babe, no, that's not happening. That's one of those relationships where people look back and they go, huh, when I was that age, (laughs) I didn't think about how very inappropriate that was. And like you said, the film normalizes it being the 90s of it. It definitely is leaning into this and making it like this is this beautiful thing. I was very amazed at how business savvy these young girls were. These 13 and 11 year olds. I might actually have to revisit the book series. For sure. Thank you for pitching it. It was a fun watch. (laughs) What are you going to be doing for next week? Next week, I will be diving into Coyote Ugly. (laughs) <laughs> That's right. I'm actually excited about it since I only have flashbacks of this movie. That's, I'd like to actually know what it's about. That's the movie you watched the one time you got drunk. <laughs> That's right. 14 year old Abigail. All I remember is the bar and the name on it. Right. We'll see what happens. I and look hair. forward. Lots of big hair. I can't wait. <laughs> Cannot wait. We are back again this week with bad reviews. This is where we find bad reviews of businesses, restaurants, experiences, and share them with you guys. This week, we are presenting bad Yelp reviews of Ivy League universities. Alexandria, what did you find? I love a theme and celebrities. And I found a bad review on Harvard from former teen mom OG star Farrah Abraham. Okay. If you're into tabloid news, Farrah definitely stays in the news. 
She ended up going to Harvard earlier this year, but she had some troubles that led to a lawsuit that I think may still be pending. However, here's a chunk of a very long review she left. I'm just going to give you a snippet. After attending Harvard and, number one, being discriminated to the highest level by being locked out of my Zoom for a course I paid for by the teacher, Patricia. Patricia. I'm sorry. Oh, I thought we were landing. <laughs> <laughs> Patricia. And Dean Robert Winborn, with no one answering emails, setting calls, nor the 11 diversity, disabilities, and admissions directors stepped in being CC'd from day one. I'm struggling to read this because these are the words that she put together, and it's very challenging. Oh, my God. Because her sentence structure, she might need some classes before college because some of the sentence structure. Anyway, we're going to dive Who back. Who wrote her Harvard essay? Disabilities and admissions directors stepped in being CC'd from day one on the teacher's misconduct. These are not responsible professionals. These are bullying student tactics that are illegal and sexist. Also, as a master's student, you pay higher tuition than everyone else, yet share a class with sophomores in high school, associates, and bachelor's levels. This is an Ivy League lawsuit, scam, fraud. I had to dispute my tuition after the teacher claimed I had a neurological issue, yet my other course I was asked to guest speak with effortless. It just doesn't make sense. I would advise Harvard is not a safe nor credible school to attend. Educational abuse, deny student education, unsafe, discriminate, slander, and poor mental health and writing enter help. Their own teachers do not know how to teach online. Hypocrite, scam, illegal, Ivy League joke. Harvard can sell their league logo, but not their education as they offer nothing to really produce in the real world. Also, due to Harvard purposely taking my status of attending for my education on and off of LinkedIn, like an untrustworthy scam educational institution that they are, it made news with my name. How pathetic. People cannot even get peace to show their education. That is far greater than a Harvard logo on LinkedIn. Harvard is pathetic and is educationally abusive to students. Whew. I'm Man. sorry, listeners. Oh my God. I'm that was hard. Exhausted. There were no periods. <laughs> there was just a lot of commas and run on sentences. Apparently the teachers responded to this. It made news and TMZ. But yes, don't go to Harvard because you're going to get a lot of abuse. Allegedly. allegedly. Yeah. Dude, yeah, well, yeah. You don't need that $35 million endowment coming after this show. This is true. <laughs> allegedly. This is very true. Allegedly. According to Farrah. <laughs> well, I did a review, but instead of the whole school, I found a review for one of the professors at Yale that I felt was worth the read. Mm, okay. And in contrast to your review, mine is very short. This student <laughs> said that Professor Pelconin is awful. Her knowledge is not very broad. I would say she has somewhat retrograde and insular ideas about architecture, and this shows in her teaching. Tends to speak badly about her senior colleagues to the other students. This is not professional. Avoid. Avoid. The end. <laughs> retrograde and insular. What's happening here? Who mm-hmm. actually talks like this about someone? This is like who people make fun of in the movies. I want to write a review about this person. 
I want to read the professor's review of the student. Yeah, me too. Me too. That student is going to be a professor in the future. That is the vibe that they're giving me. Because it's always that kid that's like, I can do it better. And then they become a professor, but then they melt down. This person's going to be the professor we hate. We all hate. This pretentious professor is the one that makes us do stupid busy work that makes him or her feel more powerful. No luck to you. And next. You guys know my husband is a professor, and one of his colleagues told me once a story about a student who was performing boredom in class. And so the professor kicks it over what? to the student. <laughs> He's like, all right, you seem very bored. What do you think? And he goes, honestly, I've thought all this before. Oh, my God. Oh, yes. Arrogance is so off-putting at best. Oh, I've already thought about all this. I'm so smart. I'm just here because I have to be. <laughs> I found a review for Yale as well on Yelp. This is written by someone who did not attend Yale. They oh. just have a very oh. strong negative opinion about it. Okay. I drove all the way here just to be disappointed. Yale looks magnificent on video. However, when I came... It looked like a church. Um, <laughs> I don't know if they're the best Ivy anymore. I kind of like Harvard more. Like a store I adore. I like the floor. I sat there once. Their grass is nice and green. Is I don't know what that means. I have no idea. I was like, this Dr. Seuss moment is brought it's to you. It's really by. strange. <laughs> then I had to follow this Alexa person. What else does Alexa hate? Alexa hates Moe's Southwestern Grill in New Jersey. <gasps> I just ate there today. Though the Georgia one, not the New Jersey one. The lady yelled at her to stand in line. She felt like she was in a classroom. Then they gave her a pinch <laughs> of cheese, pinch. followed by a guy ignoring my cup of ice request. Don't go here. Go somewhere else. Oh, my. Ignore. I mean, to her defense, they are stingy with the cheese. They could give <laughs> at least two or three pinches. I just went there today, and they threw cheese all over my plate. Guess it depends <laughs> on which one you go to. you listeners may remember that quite a while back we did a bit called confessions this is where we each made confessions of our past sins if you will to one another now i did not make one they were making the confessions to me but this time we're all just going to confess to one another last time alex told us that she hit a person <laughs> with her car something that i bring up every time i can because yes. it's so outrageous yes. and you're the nicest person I know, Alex, so it's just kind of <laughs> double funny to me. I don't remember what you confessed, George. I confessed I don't know that what I that went means. to a movie during lockdown. Oh, that's right, because I didn't think it was bad, Aww. so I forgot it. Right. <laughs> uh, it wasn't that serious. Although, although At I the time, remember. it was quite scandalous. But it certainly was scandalous. We're going to kick off this bit by confessing something that we don't necessarily want anyone to know, but you listeners are going to be privy to the inner knowings of our soul. George, have you oh. hit any puppies with your car lately? Hit any people? Um, <laughs> done any illicit drugs? What's going on? I'm going to take a fifth on something there. Uh, <laughs> it's probably the puppy. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you think I got the inspiration? No, no, I've certainly not <laughs> killed any puppies. <laughs> Forgive me, funny people, for I have sinned 
I was recently driving through my neighborhood and I had some food with me, some takeout that I was looking forward to eating and I had to go to the men's room. It wasn't an emergency, but I needed to go. And so I was zipping along through my neighborhood and I saw an elderly couple struggling to move a large piece of furniture from their truck to their house. And they were kind of in my way. No. So I swerved around them. I didn't hit them or anything. I swerved around them so I could keep going. And as I swerved around them, the old man yelled, thanks for helping out. Did he really? (laughs) Yeah, totally (laughs) called me out. And I might have flipped him off. Oh, my gosh, George, who does that? Who flips off an elderly person? Who yells at someone, you got to help me out? I'm not your grandson. Oh, wow. What a a gift to humanity you are, George. Wow. I love how you go off. It is the best thing ever. It's just so human, so natural. It's that side of us. When George goes off, it just makes me like, yes. Alex, you're supposed to be our sage mage. You're supposed to somehow trick George into being kinder after all is said and done. And yet you're encouraging this. This is not self-care, flipping off old people and not helping them move their furniture. What if it's the ultimate self-care, just release? No, (laughs) no. I see why you don't take confessions as a living Abigail. (laughs) Hey, nobody has ever asked me to take them except for this group. (laughs) All right, Abigail, what do you have to confess? I don't normally do this, but I went to Moe's and I ordered a kid's meal for my son and a regular meal for me and a water cup for me. When they gave me my quote unquote water cup, it was a medium sized drink because they were out of water cups. I don't let my son drink soda, but I drink soda. This is fine. I'm drinking my Dr. Pepper out of his cup, his cup that I have paid for. But before I left, I was like, I can't get enough Dr. Pepper in this to last me to where I want to go. So I'm going to throw the child's cup away and I'm going to refill this drink cup that they gave me. I already paid for it. It's like if I got one more free refill, if I stayed a little longer, but I'm not. So I'm just going to put it in this cup. And go on my merry way. But I feel like it was wrong. You stole 35 cents Ah. from the Moe's Corporation. (laughs) I feel guilty. I do. I did not pay for this cup. This is a water cup. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, and they noticed. I'm sure they did. They They saw me on the security camera. Mm -hmm. They're coming for me. There's a wanted ad for you. I like restaurant glasses. That's light work. I feel guilty about it. it. If that's an insight into me, then that's where we are. Is me not feeling guilt for my sin also an insight, maybe? Oh, for sure. (laughs) Perhaps. (laughs) Alex, would you like to confess? There's a breakfast food that I just feel really strongly about that I just cannot mess with, and it's the quintessential breakfast food, and it's eggs. They Mm. are just the worst thing ever. I'm with you. Um, Oh, my God. They're okay. I wouldn't say I'm on the negative side like you. Oh, no. I'm like the negative side to the point that if I had the motivation, I would start an eggless breakfast chain. It's the bane of my existence. I love brunch. Every time you go to brunch or every time you go to breakfast, you have to look at the menu. And all the best meals are an egg combination platter of some sort. Get your eggs however you want it, scrambled, double-sided, sunny-up, or whatever you guys are people 
doing with eggs, some potatoes, and a nice breakfast meat. I always have to remix my order and have extensive conversations with servers. It's really a lot. And I really just want to eliminate the egg. It is my confession. Excuse me to the egg industry. Hey, you don't have to apologize to to them. They're fine. Mm -hmm. They got plenty of money, and they're not helping the farmers out Mm -hmm. at all. So you exactly. I want a eggless breakfast chain. That is my confession. Alex, I am with you. I used to do eggs, and then recently, some friends who had fresh pandemic farm chicken eggs gave me a dozen. They're like, these are fresh from our backyard. And I was, ooh, fresh eggs. And then I realized that the eggs tasted the way they smelled. And I got disgusted and I haven't eaten an egg in almost a year. I'm so grossed out by them. That really makes Yeah, all of that. I love fresh eggs. They're way better, but you do need to wash them first. Some people say you don't, but I do. Oh, I washed them for like an hour with Pomalov. Oh, wow. Maybe that's why they what? taste bad. Maybe the palm olive seeped in no. there and you're eating so No, palm olive doesn't make them taste like You know, palm olive must ah. wrap up your eggs. <laughs> I don't Sorry. blame the palm olive <laughs> at all. Alex, I'm so with you. That confession, I'm, I, I'm down. I feel the support. Thank you. This has been another episode of Funniest People I Know. We record for the Georgia Radio Reading Service. Thank you to producer Jane Boynton, who edits the show. Thank you, Jane. Thank you, Jane. If you've enjoyed the show, please like, review, and subscribe. Please share it with a friend. We're available on every service, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, and Pandora. Email us at funniestpeopleiknow at gmail.com or find us on Facebook and Instagram at funniestpeopleiknow. Have a hilarious week. Bye.